The Dallas Cowboys held OTA practice on Thursday. We got some big takeaways. What do you need to know from camp? What happened? What were the latest developments? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Uh, he is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to be back. It's been quite a week. Uh, for those who don't know, we've been dealing with a little COVID scare in the house. It, it timed out just well because Bert, Marcus and I uh, were kind of cutting back the weekly podcast. So uh, it just I'm refreshed and ready to talk about football uh, and certainly glad that we got some OTA notes to kind of go over to kind of take our mind off of everything else. Yeah, it seems like it was a uh, intense practice from the Cowboys on Thursday. A couple of players got uh, into some fights. Mike McCarthy blamed it on the heat. We saw a rookie get tossed from camp. Uh, but I actually want to start with some wide receiver <laughs> stuff. So, yeah. uh, first and foremost, Jalen Tolbert was back at practice. Uh, and it sounds like he had a good day. He missed the last couple of TA practices that were available to the media due to hamstring tightness. Uh, but he was back and performed well. Any Any thoughts there? I, I obviously that's great. I mean, it was good that he, he, I think that he had his touchdown in two minute, if I'm not mistaken on a slant, um, which is fantastic to just kind of see him getting in the mix there on the two minute, you know, all of this right now is just part of their install process. So mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's important for him to be out there and kind of getting the reps and, and getting the physical, uh, uh, you know, getting his body used to kind of moving in those ways. But I, I also think that, a lot of what's been going on the last two weeks has really just been about learning the playbook, learning the practice methodology. So it's, is it, was it important for him to be on the field during this? I think it is. Is it going to be life ending that he hasn't made it on the field until, until now? Uh, I, I don't think it will be. Um, I think mini camp was really important for, for these young wide receivers to kind of all be in. And, and I'm glad that he made it back in time yep. to kind of be part of the mini camp. We, we should also mention C.D. Lamb didn't practice. Um, we haven't really found out why. I don't know if it was like a rest day, whether it was some kind of hamstring tightness, but you don't get the sense that it's anything super serious. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Michael Gallup continues to work back from his injury. Saw him working on the cords again. We talked about the importance of that last week, but I mean, again, it seems like Michael Gallup is... I mean, he's doing well. I don't want to say that he's on pace to be ready for the season, but it doesn't appear that this is going to be something that drags well into the season. Yeah, I mean, again, like the fact that he's on the cords already and we're not even in training camp yet, like that does bode well that he's hopefully not going to miss a ton of time. I mean, I don't, you know, dare try to put like a timeline on this. Um, but I do think that this conversation, we should, we can kind of, you know, parlay this into a little bit of, of some of the Jabril Cox news we, we got as well from a sure. uh, friend of the show, Mike Fisher, uh, who apparently talked to Jabril directly. And, uh, and I guess Jabril 
didn't get the note from the uh, medical staff or from Mike McCarthy to not discuss timelines uh, because McCarthy has been kind of denying or not wanting to discuss timelines, obviously, because I'm sure the medical staff is telling him not to. Jabril Cox basically told Mike Fisher that he's going to be back for training camp, but training camp is when he's going to be back on the field, uh, which, you know, is incredible. I mean, that's, I mean, that's great that he's going to get a Fantastic. full training camp. If, yep. that's, if that's true, like that really kind of, Makes you feel a lot better about the linebacker position for sure. Yes. Um, I, I would I would say that the reason I think it, it, that conversation kind of is led in uh, to the Jabril Cox, the, the the Gallup conversation is led into the Jabril Cox. I'm starting to wonder, and I'd love for someone to you know I'd love for someone to confirm this, but I don't think that they, anyone will. Uh, I would like to know if those guys are getting were uh they use the new kind of bare acl technique that we're hearing that is kind of all the rage now uh they use like uh uh you know they they it's like a tendon replacement but then they inject i mean i'm not a doctor but they inject your own blood cells back into uh the the healing area and it helps kind of help with swelling and helps kind of speed up the whole process uh, and so i'm I, and the reason I'm, I'm pointing this out is because i i just wonder if they're, you know, if if they did get that surgery and if that is accelerating their timeline a little bit more than we're used to, because it does seem like both guys are well in front of what we expected them to be uh, at this point recovering from ACL injuries. Yeah, we'll see. We talked about Jabril Cox. I believe it was on the last show that we did about his importance to this team. Like, yeah. he's, he's, believe it or not, he's one of the more important Cowboys players on defense this year because they just don't have a lot of linebacker depth. So they need him to be healthy and they need him to play well. Uh, they can't really afford to have some big learning curve here. They can't really afford to, to have him, you know, take the first couple of months of the season to get up to speed. They need him to play well and play early in the season. So if he, if he is healthy, if he can be back full bore for our training camp and be ready to go, that's, that's fantastic news for the Cowboys. I do want to talk about a receiver that had uh, a really big day, uh, according to, to multiple beat reporters there. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Blue Nile. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity as well as setting style, Blue Nile will then handcraft a perfect engagement ring with each ring being one of a kind. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Cowboys listeners will get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use promo code LOCKEDON. That is promo code LOCKEDON. Go visit BlueNile.com today. All right, according to Kyle Yeomans of DallasCowboys.com, TJ Vasher, a receiver out of Texas Tech that we really haven't spent or spent any time talking about, continues to have some pretty good practices. Now, we know, again, that CeeDee Lamb was out. Jalen Tolbert was just starting to work back. James Washington's been dealing with a foot injury. Michael Gallup's not there. The Cowboys have a lot of guys just out, so it's a big opportunity for Vasher. Um, but we've mentioned all the time, this is a – a drumbeat thing, right? If we're hearing multiple practices that TJ Vasher looks good, maybe we should start putting some stock into it. Yeah. And I mean, honestly, the, the drumbeat for Vasher started before training, before OTAs. Uh, you know, we, we were hearing stuff from people inside the buildings that 
they're excited about Vasher. They're excited about what he's going to come into uh, uh, this year after a, a year in the in the off season in the in kind of training. Um, and so I, I think the thing about Vasher is that unlike a lot of these other guys, um, he kind of brings a unique skill set. I and mean, we, we we did talk about this part of it is that he is uniquely sized, you know, for the Cowboys and and. And you kind I, of I got actually, the data right here. Give, give, give me right, the here historical data there. So the Cowboys have not drafted a receiver taller than 6'3", 6030, since Macy Brooks in the 1997 oh. NFL draft. Oh. The last receiver that they've had six foot four taller to catch a pass. Do you know who it is? Sammy Fahoku is 6'3", by the way. I saw people send this to me. Uh, the, do you know who it is? No, I don't. I, Keyshawn I I Johnson. Keyshawn oh, Keyshawn Johnson. Johnson's taller than six three. Oh, yeah, he was like idea. six five, two thirty. He was huge. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Uh, he was. I mean, I knew he was big, but but six five, like that, still seems so massive for a wide receiver, right? And, and guess, Keyshawn seemed like Keyshawn didn't seem like Plaxico sized, but God, I yeah, guess you're I, right, he was. They just haven't had very many big receivers over the last two decades. Uh, and TJ Basher, I, he counts as a big receiver when you're six foot five. <laughs> And you've got an 86 inch wingspan or something crazy like that. It's the longest, it's the biggest wingspan in, in combine history for a wide receiver, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, big, longest arms, 35 and 5 inches, inches uh, 84 and a half inch wingspan, six five and a half. tackle numbers. That's crazy. Yeah. Six five and a half, 203 pounds. And we've been hearing reports that he put on like 13 to 15 pounds of weight since last year. So, I mean, again, what do you have in this guy, right? You have a big guy who has a huge catch radius. And you, you watch his tape in college. Uh, he routinely made acrobatic catch after acrobatic catch. You know, I think, if anything, it's it's the route refinement. It's the kind of separation issue. It's the same issues you see with a lot of these bigger guys. They're just not the same sort of foot athlete that the, guy, that the guys who are, you know, a little bit shorter, a little bit smaller than they are. But that doesn't mean that they can't win in certain ways. And it certainly doesn't mean that they, he can't be valuable to this team because if he could find a way to you know, continue to take this momentum of OTAs into minicamp and into training camp and then show you something, he could be mm -hmm. a pretty valuable down roster guy, maybe as a, as a, as a red zone threat, you know, as a, as a guy who just – he plays with – even though – we have other guys who are, are like kind of similar skilled, I guess, or like do kind of yeah. contested catch ball stuff. Nothing like this guy. I mean, this guy is just like throw it up well, and go get it, you know? Up, up, up and top. here's what's interesting, right? If the Cowboys are going to play CD lamb a lot on the outside and we know Michael Gallup when he's back, he's going to take back his regular role. I think the idea is that they're going to have like a slot by right? Like sometimes it'll be Jalen Tolbert. I think sometimes it's going to be Tony Pollard, right? If you want a second down and eight and you want somebody that can, you know, either run the jet sweep stuff or can run, you know, simple underneath routes, I think, I think Tony Pollard can do that. But if you want somebody that can stretch the seam, that's where TJ Basher could really be interesting. Basically using him like Marcus Wilson. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, I think that's where the Cowboys could get some value from him. But we'll see if he even makes a team. He's got a, he's got a long fight to even make the roster. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be tough. It, it certainly is not like a, a guaranteed thing. And I mean, I think the reason that we point him out other, uh, outside of like you know some of the other guys like Brandon Smith or or you know whomever down roster wide receiver is that he does have kind of a unique skill set. He does have sort of a thing that 
can be valuable if you could find a way to get him on a game day roster. Uh, but I mean, you know, I don't know how what he is as a special teamer. I, I don't know what he gives you anything outside of a down roster wide receiver. And, and keeping guys like that can be dangerous because yeah. you you're wasting valuable roster spots for guys that you need to play with special teams. You know, there are downsides to keeping. Uh, a wide receiver five that isn't going to make a tackle or isn't, you know what I'm saying? So um, yeah, I, I think at this point it, it's, it's, it's a long shot. He's got a ways to go, but if he shows you something, if he yes. shows you some ability, if that drumbeat continues into training camp, I do think that more so than like, let's say Brandon Smith or some of these other guys, he has a unique opportunity to make the team if he shows you something because he does bring something to the to the roster uh, on offense that that you know you don't really have anywhere else. All right, a couple other things that we need to get through. Dalton Schultz uh, obviously not at OTAs. Mike McCarthy says he has yep. been communicating uh, with him. We'll see about <laughs> see about minicamp here in the next week. But uh, we talked about this on uh, on Monday and Tuesday. We're just not overly concerned, right? Yeah, I mean, I think at this point it's just, you know, precautionary. You know, they're they're just making sure everything's, you know, they just don't want to put any of these guys out that are, you know, dealing with any kind of injury at all or anything at all. You know, I, I think the other thing we have to kind of keep in mind too that that has kind of changed over the last few years that is having an effect here, but not as pronounced or as obvious is that they are getting GPS numbers. You know, and so yes. the, they are using yes. these GPS numbers in conjunction with formulas that they have to kind of determine workload so they are pulling guys you know when they're they've got high gps numbers meaning like they've run a lot or they ran more than they should have or you know and again it's not i don't even think it's as simplified as that or as dumbed down as that i think they actually have uh uh, actual you know uh what do you call it uh formulas and, and 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 different models that they use with the GPS technology to try to help people prevent, um, you know, kind of soft tissue issues. So uh, yeah, I think a lot of these times they're looking at the numbers and deciding to pull these guys and, you know, just not giving, you know, like CD, it's like, it's like, you know, maybe he, they, he just, they ran him a lot in practice because of all the extra, um, you it's know, very injuries that were on the wide receiver. And, and, and so they're like, he ran X amount of, of yards in the last week. We can't really run him anymore this week. So they just pulled him back and let the other guys go in. So, I yeah, I, I guess what, well, it's a long way of me saying, I don't know that we always need to read into this stuff as injury necessarily. Yes. I think that some of it is, is you know, monitoring use and being very careful with, with you know, overworking these guys before we even get into minicamp. All right, we got one more storyline we need to, to talk about before we head out. But before we do that, we want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Don't you love a chewy, chocolatey brownie? What about a caramel brownie with caramels, caramel swirled on top? So good. Now, what if I told you that you could have this brownie with 17 grams of protein and it's only 130 calories? Yes, you guys know by now. It's Built Bar. They've got caramel brownie bars that are covered in 100% real chocolate. Go to the website right now because they're not going to last very long, partly because I ordered like three boxes. Uh, go use promo code LOCK15 <laughs> at 15% and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All it's, right. It's ironic John, that you're like you're like Built Bar's biggest customer and you're also advertising for them. Which yes, is, I, I, I literally have a Built Bar every day. They're fantastic. Uh, last I one. have literally one within reach at this point. There you it's go. Like, All I have to do there is you go. one oh, within, nice. within reach. Uh, all right. John Ridgeway, 
versus yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh Ball. That's the, yeah. that's the story of this one. So we got a little bit of fighting. Uh, Mike McCarthy blamed it on the heat, which you just go practice inside, Mike. It's not that big of a deal. It's not old school football. You need to show how tough you are. But uh, Ridgeway got kicked out of practice after uh, an altercation with Josh Ball, which it's kind of funny. Um, I'm just going to throw it to you. This is like bad TV slash radio. Thoughts, Landon. Wow. Uh, thanks, Stephen A. Uh, so I think uh, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, here's the thing. It's a couple of things. One, I, I heard the let, let them practice inside. They don't want to practice inside. They want to practice outside so they, they have better turf situations, I'm assuming. And I think okay. they want these guys. I also think, I also think they want these guys fighting. Let's let's go there. Let's go there, right? You don't you don't draft John Ridgeway if you're not interested in having a fight on your practice. Or Josh Ball. <laughs> uh, you know, here's the thing. I I tend to think that this is a good thing. You know, yeah. I, I tend to think the fact that they have a dude who's willing to mix it up. Uh, that's what they need. <laughs> they needed that. They needed guys who were willing to fight. They needed guys who were uh, tough guys that were willing to scrap i mean i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of sick of them not having those guys you yeah. know like i mean they needed an enforcer someone to give this team a little bit of attitude uh and i you know again i think if you had a guy like that um you know who had any kind of authority or any kind of of uh uh, uh you know leadership role on the team when you played san francisco maybe you don't get your butt kicked up and down the field all all throughout the first quarter in the run game um, so I, I, I tend to think that, uh, it's, it's a good thing that, that this happened, that yeah, it shows they, a they little trappiness. They need this. Um, you know, uh, Jimmy Johnson used to do this all the time. I can't remember. I mean, I remember hearing stories about them, uh, you know, <laughs> Jimmy pulling some guys, probably, you know, leaders too, like Aikman and Irvin and all those guys, like pulling them aside and saying, Hey, let, we need to mix it up. We need to get get fights going because they used to have fights all the time in training camps practices yeah. and many camp practices and OTA practices. So I think this is, you know, these guys are physical, you know, aggressive uh, uh, people. And, and, and if you don't have those folks on your team, uh, you're probably going to have a problem. So well, and let's be I, honest I think, about Ball and Ridgeway. These are two guys that are fighting to make the roster, right? They, they've yeah. both of these guys are not locks to make this team, despite people being really excited about it. They're day three picks. They yep. need to show that they're the alpha, right? That, hey, they're not going to take any crap from anybody. And, hey, when we're going to protect our teammates. Like, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, you know, I, I, I think some people may think that, you know, by being sent off the practice field, that uh, kind of decreased Ridgeway's chance of making the team. I think it yeah, increases it. <laughs> yes, yeah. it might uh, I, I think it helps. Hurt, right? So, uh, yeah, no, I think it's – I know there's going to be a, a contingent that says that, that you know guys shouldn't be fighting, shouldn't be, shouldn't be uh, uh, you know wasting practice time doing that sort of thing. That may be the best thing that happened to practice all day, just to show these guys, hey, like you know, we're, this is serious. This, this is this is this means something to me. Uh, and so I think that that's that shows a level of attitude that 100 needed to be injected onto this team. I think that's why you draft somebody like John Ridgeway, who's not a great athlete, who's that's not true. a great pass rusher right you need somebody that's a mean sob in the middle of your defense right 
uh, an extra in, in in Roadhouse, you know, like a guy that's like a 6'5", 350-pound bouncer who in any other any other venue would be wearing like a a, a biker a biker vest, you know, and and, and checking IDs at a, at a honky tonk, you know. That's 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 who you need. Some guy who will literally or figuratively throw a guy out of the club when you need him to. When you said bouncer, I kept thinking about Bud from Kill Bill too. I, you know, my, my <laughs> that's not really what we're looking for, but that's that's what bouncer comes to my mind. There you go. That's a Martin yeah. Scorsese and a Quentin Tarantino uh, uh, mention in this week's podcast. That's 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 a we call that the Marcus one two. That's uh, <laughs> what, what we call that in the industry. Uh, so <laughs> next week uh, we have a lot of fun shows lined up for you. I believe the Cowboys start minicamp next week, which. We'll get yep. more news from mini camps. We'll actually have beat reporters that are there watching practice. Hopefully, uh, should be should be a lot of news coming out from those practices. We'll see if Dalton Schultz shows up. We'll see if James Washington uh, can participate. I'm sure we'll hear more about Tyler Smith and Sam Williams and Jalen Tolbert, the Cowboys rookies. So make sure you guys are downloading the Locked On Cowboys podcast wherever you get your lo- your your Locked On podcast, including the Locked On NFL podcast, which has national NFL experts and insiders. Keeping fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news. Follow Locked On NFL every day on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Again, all the same places you get the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I am at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy your weekend. We'll see you guys next time.